This is Kevin Campbell and you're listening to Chewing the Cud with the Irish Toffees. Come on, you blues. Welcome along, folks, to this week's Chewing the Cud. Today, we're going to look back on the uh, win against Norwich and uh, we look ahead to Saturday morning's game against Man United. Uh, joined by the three lads again, Richie, Chris and Carly. Afternoon, Jets. How you doing, boys? Afternoon, lads. Afternoon, lads. How are we? We're all good. A win, a win, a win. We said that, Rich. Isn't all, that, all that matters was a win against Norwich. And uh, I think that's basically what we got. We, we just got the three points. That's all that matters. It, it, it was a must-win game. Yeah, that was the consensus from, from all of us here last week. It was just get get the three points on the board and there's no point to... Going, going too too much deeper into it, that was the most important thing, and we did it. And look, it it wasn't uh, the prettiest of performances by any means, but I thought we managed it fairly well. You know that we were we were good value. You know, let's be honest, I don't think Norwich are Norwich are up to a whole pile, but we got it done. We managed it. We managed it pretty well. We took our chances when we got them, and and you know, and fr- from then on, but there was parts that weren't pretty. But it, it's job done. It's three points, and it just removes that wave of negativity that we were all kind of in fear of last week and I think that's the most important thing about the today and it, it kind of I won't say it sets us up for United but it puts us in a better place you know we were in a great position in the table you know we were giant top for a while and we were in fifth position 16 points it's 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 turned out it, it's a good start when you look at it no matter the teams that we've played against you know we're, we're in, a, in a decent position after, after the start and you know that's kind of looking forward I think we'd all have taken this you know, if we were saying that we'd we'd be on this on this points total after after this stage, so yeah, I think we got what we wanted out of it, and that's the most important thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think we, like we said last week, Chris, we just we just had to win this game, and um, we just did enough. To be honest, it was just important to stop that negative momentum that was building after a tough week down at Villa and the, the QPR game. And look, we didn't play fantastically well, but like you said, any win three points was all that mattered and in any fashion we would have taken three points at Villa we would have got through in the cup in any fashion if we go to Old Trafford and play crap and win 1-0 in any fashion it doesn't matter points are points and the pleasing thing is is we seem to be dispatching the teams that we should on paper be beaten you know we said about last week that the bottom 10 teams are 60 points up for grabs you know we know your Chelsea's, your cities. Maybe on a one-off day, we can give them a game. You know, United, the, the top five or six home and away are always going to be tough games. But I mean, there's 78 odd points to play for with the rest of the teams. Take the top six and ourselves out. They're the games where you have to pick up points. Which last season we were losing easy games like Goodison, your Burnley, Sheffield United, it's Fulham. Teams that were getting relegated were rocking up and beating us. So it's not always great on the eye. But we seem to be controlling the games well and having a bit more. I think just our increase in our work rate and our, you know, we're working a lot harder. We're well organised. I think things like that are really benefiting us. And we seem to have that bit of quality, even without our two main strikers, to be good enough to dispatch the likes of your Norwiches. Um, I thought we were, I thought, okay, first 25 minutes, I thought we were okay. We, we knocked it around quite well um, without obviously creating a whole lot other than the penalty. And, I felt we got a sloppy, bit sloppy coming in just after half time, and um, look after that. Then they had a couple of a ten or fifteen minute spell in the second half where they won a few corners and put a put a few balls in, and 
we reduced them to one long range shot, which Pickford made a good save. They didn't really do a whole lot. And I think we were sort of content to, you know, it's a home to Norwich and you want us to take the game to them and you want us to go get two goals, get three goals. But as we've seen so far this season, we're, we're a lot better suited to counter-attack in football. So part of the game plan was, right, we'll keep our organisation, we'll be compact. These are going to have to open up a bit. And we'd have the space to exploit. And I thought for our second goal, we'd done really well. We pressed. We won the ball high up. We threw four or five men in. And Dakare finished it lovely. And after that, we were comfortable. We knocked it around well. We probably could have got a third goal. So I'd call it a professional performance. Um, obviously, look, not perfect. A lot to improve on. But really positive signs going into the Man United game. Yeah. yeah. I think, actually, I was not disappointed. Not as I was glad. They kind of played the way they did, Collie, but I, I expected them to come out a bit more and they just didn't. They just kind of sat in from the start. Yeah, they did, uh, Joe, I have to say. And, and like yourself, I, I was a bit surprised. Um, but I, I, I'd be surprised if, if Norwich are, are still mathematically safe come March of next year, Joe. They're a really poor side, you know. Um, I actually thought just going on and what Chris has said there I just thought and I don't think I've ever ever said this in this pod before but it was a routine win for Everton which kind of it's nice once in a blue moon type of situation you know the kind of way I always felt we'd know that gear or two that we could go up in Joe uh, okay Norwich had one or two you know chances whatever the case may be and, and we we probably should have scored another one or two ourselves but it was a fairly routine win and I can't remember when the last time I, I uh, routine win and everything were in the same sentence by me now, I have to say. So, um, now we're not at your poor, but you can only play the people you're up against, Joe, you know, the kind of way. And another day they could come out and they could beat a team that they're not expected to beat, you know. So, this is the, the I suppose, the craziness of the Premier League itself. I know I, I missed, unfortunately, the pod last week and um, you, you discussed the Villa game and Villa turned us over but they went to United down at the weekend and turned them over 1-0 you know so it's just a, it's a crazy league it's a very exciting league Joe I have to say so um, no, not every result that goes against us you know you look at the way Villa are, are picking up points now and they, they had good recruitment and he seems to be settling on, on, on his formation so yeah it, take the three points well I think Richie said just 16 points from our opening game so yeah take that and move on absolutely and go to Old Trafford at the weekend Hopefully, and maybe we'll talk about the United game in a, in a while, but hopefully a couple of the players will come back. Uh, getting into a few of the uh, performances, Rich, um, we start at the top. I, I thought it was actually Gary Mina's best game in an Everton short. I know, I know he said a couple of times that Norwich were poor, but he just commanded that defence. And not just the defence, but the lads in front of him. Well, he, he was just top, top class. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. I think the last... I don't know. I suppose Mina's is a difficult fella to judge because he's he he's so unorthodox looking that he never really looks like he's in total yeah. control. And I think he confuses or maybe diffuse, or confuses isn't the right word, but he, you know, he, he it doesn't look as natural as and he's probably in a lot more control than he seems to be. But I think for a while he's been he's he's been I won't say our best centre half because Godfrey was very good last last year. But I think right now, if you're looking at it, he's easily our, our top centre half. You know, he's 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 the fellow who needs to. It's who it's who's beside him. The problem with him is is consistency, consistency, and it's just getting it week in week out and keeping him fit. 
But I mean, yeah, he was fantastic. He was fantastic. I think he's been really good all season, to be honest. You know that he's he's put himself forward. He's it was the same the the Burnley game where he had the most headed clearances and the most interceptions and stuff. And he just seems to be commanding. You know, as you said, you know, guys in front, guys behind. He's reading it a game. Everything is just after stepping up a notch. And it's um, yeah, I mean, he's he's going really well. And for me, it's just if you can get a run of games in him, it's those little niggles and it always seems to throw him back a couple of weeks and things like that. But again, fantastic performance on, on, on Saturday, yeah. I think that's the key, isn't it, Chris, with him? It's it's the, the niggly little injuries he picks up. They don't seem to be like major injuries. They're just little tweaks and pulls and stuff here. So, so it's keeping him fit for 15, 20 games. Yeah, like sent. Their backs, we all we've talked about it loads of times. You have to develop a pairing and an understanding. Like you go back a few years ago, and our defense picked itself for years. We comb and we bounce, and then we'd like Jolie and Lescott, Jack Elke, and it was week after week. I mean, you're getting probably thirty games together every every week. You need that consistency to develop that understanding as a you know as a partnership, and even when to cover, when to go, all these little things. And unfortunately, with all our Four centre backs, we seem to chop and change a whole a whole lot. And look, in fairness, there's been not a whole lot of continuity or structure in the club the last four or five years, anyway. So there's you know other reasons as well. But I mean, look, he like, he's he's massive. He's powerful. He's yeah. so good in the air. I think he reads the game well. He's snide. You know, he's aggressive. That's what you love about him. You know. Like he's quick enough. He, he can get across and he can cover. And he's not bad. He's not bad on the ball, as Richie said. Unorthodox is the word because when he runs, there's just limbs flying everywhere. He's so hard to. <laughs> he's so hard to dispossess, you know. But yeah, look, it's keeping him fit and you know leaving him out of the likes of the QPR game where he's only kind of a one game a week man. But look, he's still at a good age. He seems to really like it here. Um, he seems a good character. He's always smiling. So he's obviously a very good influence off the pitch as well. He's gets on great with Richarlison and that. And yeah, very happy with him. So it's just about um, really hoping we can keep him fit and find the right partner, which going on last season, we would be saying it's Ben Godfrey, but obviously Ben has had his, his difficulties this season, sort of with long COVID and stuff, and he's not up and running yet. And, Probably lost a little bit of confidence after a couple of mistakes, but yeah, really, really good. Um, you know, it's a difficult one with him, like eighteen months on his contract, and you know what, what's going to happen there. Holgate seems to be our favour, and you know, there's been word that we, we sort of been looking at another centre back as well over the last window or two. So I still do think we we do need another top class centre back really to go because Kane is average, Holgate. You know, he's not even getting in right back ahead of a 70% fit Ben Godfrey. So he seems to be quite out of favour, Holgate himself. So it's going to get to a point where Everton are going to have to cash in on one of these lads and throwing a bit of money around. You've young Grant right there ready to step up as well. So, yeah, really, really like uh, Mina. So he'd be, he'd, be one of the, he'd be one of the main men on the team sheet. So far, so good this season. He's been really good, yeah. Yeah, I think we, we kind of switch and change, Collie, when we stay like last season, it was Godfrey, Godfrey and A and Order. Now it's it's kind of well on recent form. It's it's Mina and A and Order because he's just on form. He's just on point at the moment. Yeah, and you have to play the players that are on form, Joe. You know they're going away. You, 
you're, you're spot on in relation to Godfrey. He would have been your first name on the team sheet last season, but obviously, as Chris rightly mentioned, he's he's still recovering from COVID, and you know Benitez has already come out this week and spoke about his fitness battle and and that he is getting there, but he's just not there at the moment. So, look, Mina has been commanding uh, since the start of the season. Um, he is our, our number one centre half. Um, I do agree with Richie. I think there's unfortunately a lot of niggly injuries. I don't know whether that's just due to a size, Joe, to be honest with you. But, and, and Chris rightly said uh, the club itself has a decision to make in January as to what they're going to do with her. They offer him a new, year, a new contract or they, they sell him, you know. So it's a bit of a conundrum from that point of view. But um, sure, he, he is, and once fit, he'll be number one. And if I think I'd prefer to put Keane in beside him. For, for the foreseeable, um, at least until Ben Godfrey regains his hundred percent fitness, um, obviously Seamus is is currently working his way back in, in, into the team. So hopefully with Godfrey playing out in the right, it gives him that match as well as fitness back. And I think long term, if I had my way, I'd probably have Godfrey and, and Mina in the centre, two centre halves with uh, Dina out on the left, and again for for the for the season certainly up until January, we'll have Seamus out on the right. Yeah, I think so. It's, it's just a, it's, like I said, it's just a fitness thing. But uh, just on uh, the others, I thought, uh, Luke Dean, you actually struck up a little bit of a partnership with one night of all, but you thought you'd done very well, but we'll get into that in a sec. But uh, Dean, uh, like, he, he didn't get forward as much, but I think between him and Walby, they did what we, like the danger man we spoke about last week, they kept Max Aaron's just really, really quiet. Yeah, I suppose it's just having that understanding about when to go and when not to go. And if you have someone as that's that's as attacking, you know, as a, I don't say as attacking, but if that's his job is to go forward and that you're just not leaving the gaps in behind, you know, it's, it was important that we weren't kind of leaving space in behind for him, especially when you have arms that will overlap and push on on the outside, and it's just kind of making sure that there, there's that understanding. And, and and they seem to have that, and you know, they they were well in control of it. So, um, look, I suppose. It was a good performance from Dini, I thought, just because he, he, for me, he'd come through a bit of a sticky spell after a poor day out at Villa last week as well. It was good to just get a solid game. You know, it didn't have to be anything special, but just kind of cut out, you know, he had a couple of errors and stuff and you don't want that type of thing lingering, you know, if something else had happened or whatever. There was a couple of free kicks that he gave away and he was lucky that he wasn't, I know he was booked for one and that he wasn't booked for a second one for for handball. Um, but, you know, it, that, it could have gone against him. But other, other than that, I thought, I thought he was just solid. Uh, he played well with the Wobby, Chris. I thought the children, like Richie said, one new went to go, one new went to stay, and it just worked well. Yeah, look, I thought they were both okay. Um, yeah. We touched on Dan, like he, he's had a bit of a, he hasn't hit the standards that we expect from him and we know he's capable of and what we've seen from him this season, especially. I think he's been. He's a bit slow to get up to that level and hopefully the goal against QPR will have done him good as well, give him a bit of a confidence boost. And um, like I said last week, we're not as dependent on him. So he doesn't stand out as much because he's not our only attacking outlet. Last season, the season before, everything was down the left. We no right-hand side. So the whole game plan was playing narrow, getting him around and whipping crosses in. So we're not as reliant on him because we're a bit more... We've a bit more flexibility in our play. We've a bit more out on the right, through the middle. So we're not just one-dimensional anymore. So he probably doesn't stand out. And like you said, he doesn't have to go as much because he has a, a natural winger 
be it normally grey on this occasion it was a wobie in front of him so yeah look I thought he was fine obviously he got as you said Rich Bucks Max Aaron's done him there on the, on the end line he got a yellow card and at the time as well the free kick the handball I thought he was gone there his hands were up so I thought we got away with one there big time so we got a little bit of a break there but yeah happy enough for him well be he didn't do anything out of the ordinary. Like, he had a few nice little touches of link up play, but he does some awful things as well, you know, trying to take the ball down as far as touches. It was, I watched it back again and it was, it was disappointed with him, you know. We we let ourselves down. We can, the same, we just do a simple thing badly a lot of the time, the basics. You know, when we get in, we get numbers forward and we take a heavy, I know everyone can do it, we take a heavy touch or we make the wrong decision and we try and beat a man and lose it. I just think the decision making at certain points could be a lot, a lot better, and you'd be expecting that from your attacking players, your likes of the Wobbies when you're playing home against an, a Norwich, who aren't very adventurous, and let's be honest, they're not the best. So they're the kind of games where you'd be expecting a little bit more, mm. especially in the absence of Richie and Dom. Good chance from the stake of claim. Like you said, it's not a bash on him. I thought he was okay, but. Kind of watching it back, I was, you know, I thought he could have done a lot, a lot better, you know, considering. But yeah. other than that, I'm sure, sure you're going to touch on him. Like the car, eh? unbelievable. What, what a player. Townsend was quite good again. So, yeah, we were, we were okay. You know, we were okay. Um, yeah, happy enough. Yeah, I think just going on to the Corey, we do him and Alan as, as a pair, Corey, because they were just, I mean, we said it time and time again, they're just the engine of this team. I mean, they they just run from start to finish. Yeah, what what would be like if we had 11 the Corys in our squad, eh? Um, face, athletic, powerful, covers the ground, brings us forward. All these terms of you know, stories that I've read through the week since that game and every one of them was spot on about the Corey's uh, performance. I have to say, I thought he was immense, Joe. And you see, Alain then is that sort of player as well. He's the little snidey little player that I always loves that he gets yeah. a foot in, or, you know, the kind of way he protects the, the two centre-halves. And then, as you're saying, with the penalty, he can make the forward runs as well. And What, what if the referee even had to go to bar for it all? I said the exact same thing. I mean, what, what is he even looking at? Like, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, he chopped him in half. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, fair enough if it was a, a dive and, you know, we have, there are players across the league that, 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 that certainly like to have an old dive every now and again, but that was a blatant penalty, like, you know, the kind of way. But anyway, look, Far done his job and, and we, got to, we, we got it done, but then, um, the two, the two central midfielders, we literally have to wrap them up in cotton wool, uh, Joe, at the moment, because we've nothing in there that can come in and replicate exactly what they do for the team, you know? The whole style of play, for me, would have to change if, if the Corey went out or if an Alain went out, you know, um, you may even have to change formation, but look, hopefully we, we, we get through the next few games and, and get us up to January and, and see what happens then, but um, Takari is just an immense player, Joe, and, and he really should be getting a call up to the French national team because I I just I, I don't think this at the moment he's he's in the top three midfielders in the Premier League for me, and the Premier League is regarded as one of the best leagues in the world. So 
he has to be there or thereabouts for the French national team. But not that I want him to go because no one there look he breaks his leg or something, he's gone for two years. But uh, he is just he's an immense player and I always I always liked him when he played at Watford. You know, and Benitez has come in and tweaked his role and you know, he he he's given him that freedom to to go forward because he has it in his locker, Joe. You know, the kind of he is that number eight, he is that box to box, you know, and he he has the, the fitness to go with us. So yeah, please, Marcel, get us another Decore or Decore uh, like player in, in, in January because um I would hate to to, to lose him, that's for sure, for a, a long spell. Yeah, yeah. It's not similar to me in it, Richie, but he, he's just he's he's not just one look, he's not athletic looking. The Corey, but he's just he just seems to run a slow motion. <laughs> he's he just glides like he's just and like I know he said doesn't look athletic, but the speed he gets from like in front of our centre halves and all in the blink of an eye he's in their box. Yeah, it's the, the big long strides. It's hard to know. Yeah. What, <laughs> you know, he's taking one stride for what I take about six. I'd say, <laughs> and he, you know, and he, but it's it's the ability to carry the ball. You know, he's pushing their defense back as he's driving it. Their, their midfield don't know what to do with it because he's just powering through it. And it's it's amazing to see the transformation in the role that he's playing this year compared to last season. Mm-hmm. You know, I think last season a lot of time he was kind of being made or being asked to kind of do a job and to cover the right hand side if Hamas was playing out there because if he was Hamas wasn't doing the doing the defensive work and he was kind of maybe playing on the right of a tree and drifting to the right and being out of the position whereas now he's doing what he's always done you know picking it up breaking it up at the edge of the box bringing it forward arriving at the arriving on the penalty area you know that's two goals couple of assists this season you know it's 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 a fantastic return already from him you know and you know, you don't want to say that you're over dependent on him or anything, but he's been fantastic. You know, and it's he, he's brilliant to watch when he's in the kind of vein of form that he's been in this season. You know, because we, suppose we haven't had someone that dominating in that position. You know, and it's so important mm-hmm. for us. We talk about an engine room and this and that, and you know, he he just brings so much to us. But it, it's brilliant to see him popping up with goals and popping up in the area, and you know, just long may it continue that he can kind of keep building on it. You know, and that yeah. partnership as well. I suppose Alan. Alan is a funny one to me. He kind of drifts in and out that he can kind of do something reckless and then he'll come on and he'll do something amazing and just, you know, you think he's, the legs are gone. You always kind of feel, oh, he's going to pull up here and the legs are going to go from him or whatever and he'll pull out an unbelievable sprint out of somewhere, you know, just wherever he just digs into the tank and gets it. But they seem to be complementing each other a whole lot, whether it's just getting used to playing with each other, as I said, building up those partnerships, but they seem to have grown alongside each other an awful lot. You know, and they just get the business done. Alan is always just arriving on, picking it, looking up. Again, won the penalty, he had a couple of assists earlier. And they just seem to be contributing at both ends of the field. You know, we talk about just last week that Davis and Gomez, they don't give you the cover. They don't give you anything going forward. These guys are the complete opposite right now. And basically, that's what we need, you know, because we are, I suppose we're spreading, we're spreading it all over the field. And they've been fantastic, you know, and just hopefully they can keep it going. Yeah, exactly. It's similar to what we were saying earlier, Chris, with, with uh, Awobi and Dina. Alan and the Corey, they just seem to know when to sit and when, when to go, like, a, as a pair. And it's just, it's just walking a treat. I, it's, I know we said Norwich. Norwich are probably one of the worst teams to play against in a long time, but we, we just have to go on it. We just seem to know exactly when to go, when to stay. 
think Rich is spot on there with regards to Decore's role last season. He was essentially a right back or a right winger covering the flanks last season and he wasn't given license to get forward at all. And a bit of that was, like you said earlier, we were sort of pushing Luca Dean a bit higher up and then he, yeah, Alan and Decore were left to cover the flanks, you know, so we could get our, our full backs up high. But I think we really missed him last year when he broke his foot and he was out for seven or eight weeks, whatever he missed. But he's gone up a level massively this season. He looks a completely different player. We praised him last year. I said at times maybe his pass and it can be a bit sloppy at times. And Jesus, he's really, he's shown what he's capable of now. And we, we knew for Watford that he was good. And like, you don't watch Watford every I'm not going to say I've seen him every week doing bits for, for Watford, you know, we don't, you just see highlights and that, but Jesus, what a player, exactly what we've needed for years. And I think they have a really, really good understanding. There was a part in the game, I think, where we actually had a throw in in the second half and you could see Alan shouting at Jukes, Jukes, get behind me. They had that understanding now. So Alan was pushing on a bit for the throw in and the car I was dropping into cover. So it's all about partnerships, you know. Mm-hmm. They have that understanding. If one goes, one stays back. So we're not getting overrun if we lose the ball. We're not caught out of shape. We're, we're able to reset into our compact shape. And, you know, we have that extra body that has the legs get into the box. Because how many times last year and the last couple of years have we put a cross in and there's been nobody in there other than maybe Dom on his own, you know. So really, really good to see. And like Carl Riley said, He's chipping in with goals, assists, the winger, you know, Townsend, Gray, the goals are coming from everywhere. And, you know, let's hope they can all maintain these performance levels when Richardson comes back and Calvert Leon comes back and Coleman's back in, giving us that bit more of a natural balance down the right. But um, look, we, as he said, we have to wrap them up in cotton wool. They're so important to us because, you know, after we've said it, we've said it last week, the week before, after our first 11 or 12, the drop off in quality is massive you know the, the options there off the bench we don't really have anything at all that's going to replicate what they do or contribute the way they do so look that's a I'm sure that will come back to bite us again down the line and we'll be we'll be coursing sort of our squad depth and elect the bad recruitment but look we're in the present now and we won again they played well the car got another goal that was a really good finish it was one of them where it just lined up nicely for him. And so many times you see them just hit low at the straight at the keeper. I thought he just directed it lovely into the bottom corner. Brilliant, brilliant finish. Really composed. And uh, yeah, look, what can you say? Long may it continue. Yeah, exactly. And just, just talking about partnerships, they're not actually a pair. We're talking about Gray and Townsend now, Collie. But uh, I mean, these two lads, I'm just trying to wrap my brains there, folks. I don't think they've had a bad game yet, to be honest. We just have hit the ground running since they come in. Yeah, we appear to have struck a lucky Joe, uh, which is not that regular for us at the moment, uh, getting players <laughs> in. But uh, uh, the two players, Joe, you know, you're looking at... I, I said this on uh, a couple of pods ago about Andros Townsend. and He, he, he possibly is the player that we, we expected Delft to be. That pro Premiership player that's good around the squad that, that speaks well, and every time I hear the man speak, he, you know he comes across as, as just a really genuine guy, you know. And very surprised Crystal Palace 
obviously there, there's issues there in the background, whatever the case may be. But you know, fair play to Rafa. He, he took a chance. He brought him in, and, and that's uh, playing dividends. You know, he he just gives us it all, Joe. You know, he's defensively he's good, attacking he's good. He's he's a right and left foot. Uh, he can score a worldie as we all know. You know, and the chap is on it. Now, I sound to be corrected on this. I think he's only 21 or 22, Joe. So, you know, there's still a couple of years left in the tank. And then on the other side with Gray, I, I always remember him uh, playing for Leicester against us. And he was always a player that I certainly would be looking out for or worried about because he always had that ability to get in around the back, you know. And obviously things didn't go well coming towards the end of his contract or whatever the case would be in Leicester and he moved on to Germany and didn't settle in Germany so we, we took the chance of at one and a half million and brought him back but he just he looks a player that's happy and yeah. I think that's I think that's a hell of a lot for a player you know the kind of way and like it's not beyond the realms of possibility that he could be included again in the English setup, Joe you know the kind of way and it happens to happen he I don't know. It's just it's a credit, I think, to the players themselves how well they played, and um, and you can tell how much the fans loved them, Joe. You know the kind of way, and like we are seeing that footage of Gray going into a, a petrol station or a service station, and you know the kind of way, and every fans are just surrounding them. Do you know what the the main thing for me, Joe, about the two of them is? Last season we spoke time and time and time again about players just leaving it all on the pitch. Yeah. And if, we, if we're being more beaten, but there hasn't been one game that I've seen this year that they haven't left it all on the pitch. And to me, that's, yeah, that's a sign of two two good, honest players, Joe, for me. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the key. We, like Colly said, we've just said it so many times, Rich, that all we ask for as fans is just effort, a bit of sweat, you know, just, just, just do your just do your best. Some players have shit games, you know, and off days, but these two lads just do it. Time in, time in. Yeah, but I mean a bit of quality is nice, don't get me wrong. But yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, I I hundred percent agree. I think attitude is the is the is the minimum requirement. And basically that's what we see time and time again from I for me, I'd be the first to put the hands up and say I was very underwhelmed when we signed Townsend. You know, there's just going to be a squad player, someone to to get another body in. And I have been astounded by 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 just by what I see from him. You know, it's week in, week out. It's the effort. It's the way he comes across. And you know, he's 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 been outstanding. You know, for a fellow who costs nothing, but I, no matter what you cost, I think there's a risk with a signing. Will he fit in? You know. I think they just have hit the ground running. Both of them as a pair that they've been fantastic. You know, I suppose they both got goals early and they settled in. But you see Towns in the confidence, you know, put the ball under the arm, wait for the penalty. Just, you know what, I'm here. I'm kind of, you know, obviously he's a couple of games in, a couple of months around. But you can just tell that they're, or that he's a big vice around the squad anyway. You know, we've seen it with the with the last penalty in against Brighton, you know, that he was over and he was taking the ball off for Charleston and, you know, that he, I, I, he just seems like a fantastic character, you know, really well-spoken, but the effort to me that he just puts in time and time again, you know, that he's busting his ass kind of getting back, you know, I think that's Rafa said why he took him off. He said that he's going to be done afterwards, you know, that's what you want to see. If a fella is, is willing to give everything, you know, that's, you can't ask for more. And the fact that they're getting the breaks and then, for me, I think confidence is always a big thing. When fellas are playing well and they're getting goals and getting assists, that's what they feed off. And I just hope that it can kind of keep 
contributing that they don't pick up little niggly injuries and different things like that because it's a it's a long season. Look, they're going to have to get pounds in anywhere on the on the on the other side of thirty is going to have to get breaks. But you just hope when you have everybody back that you're able to manage it. But for now, I think the start of the season, especially the fact that we've lost our two strikers, that we've these two guys who have come in and contributed so much when we've been so dependent on Dom and Richardson for the last couple of years, it's just taken the pressure off them immensely, which has allowed others to kind of go about their doing their job. And they just, I think they just give us balance, you know, but they give us balance because you can afford to have them on the, on the pitch because of the work rate they put, they put in and they're a credit. Yeah. Really yeah. Happy. I, th- I think we, we spoke a few times as well, Chris, that like, we kind of struggled with goals from midfield and like if Dom and Richie weren't scoring, wherever the goal's going to come from. I mean, the, the two boys have answered. Now there's just goals and assists in abundance from the two of them. It's just about time we settled on a system and a style of play. You know, we've, we've chopped and changed, like you said, too much over the last couple of years and managers have played different ways and brought players for those systems and they haven't settled and they haven't fit into the next manager. So, it's been all chop and change. I mean, we've made the mistake of signing players I think, based on their name and, you know, their clubs. And, like, you know, we signed them from, we signed Gray from Leverkusen and you're signing a Crystal Palace player that they didn't renew his contract or whatever. And obviously, from the outside in, you're expecting your Diaz's and your Leon Bailey's and all these kind of fellas, big name players. But they just suit us, the system that we want to play down to a T, the balance, the balance, everything. We were so out of balance last year with too many players and, you know, in the same position, not enough players in other positions. And it just disrupted the whole fluidity of the team. And Gray has just given us that pace, that directness that we've cried out for. And teams have to be wary against us now because how good we are on the counter-attack. Whereas last year, if we were playing it, low block or a deep line we didn't really we couldn't really turn the ball over we just clear and they come back at us whereas now they have to be a bit more wary they can't press in as much because they can't leave much space in behind with the pace to grey and even Townsend he is quick and he's very hard to mark because as the lads touch on he's both feet if you show him down the line he'll whip one in with his right if you let him come inside he can hit ping one in the top corner or hit a ball in with his left foot so He's a very hard lad to mark and we're just bringing in the right characters. He's professional. As, look, Holly has covered all this as well. He's well-spoken. He's happy to be at Everton and he'll give everything for the shorts, which is something we've we've lacked and we've probably had the piss taken out of us with a lot of players that we've signed. You now Schneider and some Man United has taken a step down and you, they don't, you know, we need players that want to play for us, that see it as a good career move, a step up somewhere where they can progress. And that's, that's what, we've, what we've done with the two lads. So re- really happy with the two of them. And look at, look at Gray and happens to Gray or Bollocks, you know. He's, he's probably our most important player at the minute, in my opinion. He just, he's ball control, he's, his ball retention. The, the ball just seems to stick to his foot. He can play left, he can play right, he can come through the middle. He's just so hard to mark and he's, you know, we have to we have to be careful with him, you know, because he's so important to the balance and how we play. I don't think any other player really gives us that directness. And he's quality, you know, he's really quality in the final third. He's, you know, goals and assists. So two really, really good signings and it just allows other players to do their roles, you know. They get back and they'll cover. They'll do it on the defensive side, so the fullbacks aren't left exposed. And 
it gives license to the you know you're the car as you touched on to get up and support so the balance of the team seems really really good at the minute and look we're only six league games in you know so to have that kind of we're only going to get better you'd like to think the more we train the more games we play the more we even the newer lads you know get even more settled in and We've got one game a week now for probably the 1st of December, I think, with the midweek derby game. So let's hope we get a bit of luck now after the international break with injuries where we can feel near enough to our first 11. We can get a lot of points on the board and then, look, hopefully we we'll, we can get through December fairly unscathed. And look, I'm sure we'll be on the lookout for one or two bits of cover in January, fingers crossed. So, you know, we did we had a disappointing week, but, you know, beating Norwich now, I think... That that ends the negative momentum, and we can kind of—I won't say United—it's not a free hit, you know. But it takes the pressure off because we hadn't beat Norwich, and you're going to get beat at Old Trafford. The table isn't looking so rosy, and you can be going into the international break with a completely different mindset. Then you know, yeah. Right, Carl, it wouldn't be a uh, podcast without a little bit of not negativity, but I, I just have to say this: Rondon looked like an absolute. Lump. I know. I know he's. Yeah. I don't want to hammer the lad because like he hasn't played in the field multiple. Like some of that size, I think his 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 role was to hold the ball up, and he was just so 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 unfit. It was it was actually a horror show to look at him, and we kind of got away with it a bit with with the walk right that the others put in, but the chap was just nowhere near fit. Yeah, look, I'm 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 gonna defend him to a certain degree, Joe, from the point of view if Dominic hadn't been injured and was playing regularly, you wouldn't see he'd see Rondon for five or ten minutes yeah, yeah, before I the end. It. Yeah, it hasn't he hasn't played I don't think it's been at least five months since he last played. He'd no pre season. So he's coming into the Premier League, as you said, and rightly so, Joe. He he, he certainly looks unfit, that's for sure. But uh, I, I do think once fit, he, he he will be an asset to us. But when that once when he is fit is, I I still reckon he won't be fit until January December January time. And so unfortunately, he's been asked to play what three games in the week, and and it's, it's sure I'm sure it's not easy, you know that kind of way. But um, I just seen the recent uh, recent training video that that uh, came out there and. The players were doing laps of the pitch and they were all in groups of fours and trees. But for whatever reason, the training staff in the club decided to put Rondon and, and Gray just as a pairing and they gave Gray the, the stopwatch. Because I put me with you saying both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the, the, the two of them set off all right and Gray's already ahead. And then a few minutes later, you see them coming in after the, and he is blowing, I have to say. But look, He's willing to put the work in, uh, Joe. Um, Benitez knows what he will get from when he is fit and, and he sees that it'd be beneficial to the team and, and, and to the club. So, yeah, he's he's just in an, in the unfortunate position for me that Dominic got injured and there was no one else to take the place. Sims isn't... isn't and Sims wasn't in, in the training video either, which I found surprising. Uh, Sims isn't, isn't ready yet. Um, He's still coming back from from quite a nasty injury, so uh, I know he's been on the bench, but I I don't think he could even risk him from the bench. I, I don't think he's he, he's 
anywhere near it at all. So, unfortunately, down to squad depth, as, and we've mentioned that uh, phrase before, Joe, we're left with Rondon. And, um, but look, given time, um, who knows? I, I think he will come good. I, I think he will be a good player to bring off the bench uh, 10, 15, 20 minutes to go because he is a bit of a battering ram. And certainly up the, uh, the likes of the Liverpools and the cities and stuff like that in the last 15 minutes and you know, playing balls in there. If you have a fit round on, I'm thinking it caused a bit of trouble. Yeah, but I still think that's a while off. Just his hold of play, I'm not like he's a big lad, Rich. Like he's, he's, he's not like, like he's a stocking, unfit or not. Like he's, he's, he's huge. But like his hold of play was just non existent. It really was. Yeah, I think he lost possession and it was a six or eight times, you know, and you yeah. just ask him to kind of, you know, if he's back to goal to hold it, lay it off, whatever, but just looks like he's blown. I, I, I obviously noticed it last week as well, I don't know, was it in, in, in QPR game that he's just kind of trotting around that he just, he's blown after 10 minutes and it's very hard to perform, you know, if you're fronting your own and you're trying to make runs in behind you know it's 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 draining pretty fast look he has been thrown in I won't say in the deep end he's a professional you know this is this is his livelihood he probably should be at a, at a better level if he's expecting to, to come in but I don't think anyone was expecting to be kind of thrown in three games in a week after arriving you know a c- couple of weeks here but look we are where we are but it's he is a long way off it and that's as Collie said, we don't really have any other options. So what do we do? You know, even you look at United next week, if you say that Dom and Richie are, st- are yeah, are, are still out, it's not a game to be thrown in Lewis Dobbin. It's not a game to be putting in Ellis Sims. So he's going to be up front again, more than likely, you know, and it's, it's just a pity because it puts so much pressure on everyone else around him. You know, it's not things there, but you're probably starting with 10. You know, he's been, for me, he's been so poor. I understand the, the caveat that he's not fit and everything, but, Professional footballer, he's not putting his wage back in, saying oh, I'm not ready yet. You know, he needs to be in, in in better shape for getting ready. You know, he knew this if he knew this move was coming or whatever it is, you stay fit in the off season. You know, it's not like the eighties. You know, where you can go go into booze and eat away and come back and knock it off in pre season. So it's disappointing that he is in this stage because as well he had a couple of half chances against Villa. That if he was fitter, I think he'd arrived in the box that little bit quicker. You know, and it, it look, it's easy to be critical on those little things, but he's a long way off it. I wouldn't be holding out too much hope for seeing the best of him for quite a while yet. Yeah, yeah. Just a quick mention, actually, Chris, before we move on. Uh, thought, uh, Anthony Gordon doing okay. Him and Lewis Dobbin, it was only like 10, 15 minutes, whatever, but uh, I thought the two, they, they put themselves about a bit when they come on. Yeah, look, Gordon came on and he, he he he, uh, he took the ball down our right side and he beat his man and he won us a free kick. That's exactly what he brought him on for. Just mm-hmm. get us up the pitch, give a bit of pace, a bit of fresh directness and take the pressure off and get us up the field. So he's just there to work hard, keep his position, get us up field when he could. He don't think he'd done a whole lot wrong. He had the most blatant yellow card you'll ever see. <laughs> he got beaten <laughs> and he just reefed yeah. the man to the ground. But that's, that's where you do it. That's a bit of experience that he showed at his young age. So, yeah, look, it's it's good to get Gordon on and get Dobbin on. And look, in all honesty, if 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 we recruited properly, they probably wouldn't be getting on. I think it's mm. just we have nobody else. Mm. But um, look, let's hope. You know, Gordon's been in and around the squad for a while, and you can see he has something about him. Premier League is still a massive step up, but. 
it's good to show that there is a bit of a pathway there at the minute with the likes of Dobbin now. They're apparently they're talking about a new contract and stuff. So if he's in and around the first team, getting some minutes, even off the bench, you know that that might convince him that you know it's worthwhile sticking around. And there is a pathway there to be part of the first team set up. So. Look, that's another kettle of fish, another day, the whole recruitment and academy thing. We've touched on that before, but the two lads, like you said, they've done well when they came on and that's what you're expecting from your, from your bench, you know? Yeah, exactly. And just the just, uh, last one, Carly, I thought Pickford done, done okay, didn't again, Norwich were really, really poor, but he put it, when he was asked, he put off two good sides, one in the first half, one in the second. So, uh, it's good to see him back. Yeah, it is. Um, and, you know, solid Joe and, and... You know, his the head is in there and, and he's concentrating and he just gives that additional bit of stability now, we feel, uh, to the back line, Joe. You know, the funny way. And, and we keep talking about, you know, formations and playing together regularly. So as long as, you know, Pickford, uh, Mina and A and other, I, I still reckon it'd be keen. Um, so, you know, it's it's building that, that relationship still up there, you know, the funny way. So, yeah, fair, fair play to... Uh, Pickford, I thought he'd done well on, uh, against Norwich. But just ask Joe, if the rest of the boys here, just in relation to Max Aarons, just what you thought about him. Because um, obviously he's been in aim heavily linked with us over the last 12, 18 months or so. I think, I think we said to start that uh, Awobi and Dina just did a number on him. Like he, was, he just wasn't... The only time he really got uh, a run at Dina, like, he, like Chris said, similar to Gordon, he just took him out. He just... You're not going anywhere. I think he's okay. I mean, like I said, we did a job on him, so we didn't really get to see much of him, thank God. Mm. But um, he seems seems to fit. And uh, the thing about him, which I like, he, he, he likes to go forward all the time. He looks to get forward. So none of this like sideways or stuff we were used to last season, looking back to the keeper. Like, but it's hard to judge him on that game, Carl, because yeah, true, true. A while we and Dina did, did a number on him. Yeah, something similar. I just thought he'd give away the ball quite a bit. Again, I wasn't watching him that closely. Mm. You know, if we were watching, if we were to be watching every player that we were linked to it, we'd, <laughs> we would be watching. Yeah. You know, but um, yeah, I mean, he did. I, I don't think he stood out in in in, in any sense of the way. You know, he wasn't someone that I was worried about kind of throughout the game, saying that he's he's in getting into dangerous positions and things like that. And I think that's a credit to to our to our left hand side that they kind of just they just nullified it. So yeah. I mean, yeah, it's hard to judge him on that game, Chris, to be honest. Yeah, of course. Like yeah. I said, the, the two boys had him in his pocket. Um, I actually watched him second half because he, he was right in front of Moisey at the match. And uh, like I said, he, he looked to go forward all the time, but he, he just wasn't allowed, Chris. I think our defensive shape was quite good, in fairness. We, we, we set up well and he did his one or two occasions. He showed he has that pace going forward, which is what we were crying out for from the right back position. But mm. he didn't do everything out of the ordinary. So, and look, it's a step up for him as well. Like he looked really good in the championship last year when Norwich were, you know, probably having all the ball in the, in their game. Like they won the championship, Norwich, didn't they? So they were dominating the majority of their games, and he would have had more of the ball from an attacking point of view. So he would have stood out a lot more, but. You know, and they have a few new players in as well, and they might be playing a different way. So he he didn't really stand out. I thought um, I thought the lad on loan from United, Brandon Williams, played well down there left uh, left foot, but he stood out a lot more than Aaron's did. I thought he gave Godfrey a bit of a hard time down our side. So 
he looked quite good and I think we were linked with him on loan as well on a couple of occasions wouldn't be a b- bad one to look he back on he can play both sides as well left yeah, hand like. he, he looked quite good but you know for the valuation Norwich were looking for whatever 25, 30 million there's definitely better options out there at that, at that price in my opinion you know yeah I think, I think to be honest Norwich are going straight back down but looking at them they're just just a team devoid of confidence and there's no one there to just grab the ball by the scruff. And it just, so if they do go now, Carl, I think we could be back in for Ireland and we'd see. Okay, we look forward now to uh, the weekend. Uh, United, it's an early kickoff Saturday morning and uh, this is going to be a toughie, Rich. Um, I know we kind of say that take a point now, but we definitely would take a point <laughs> Oh, I'd take the hand off you for a point if I thought I was getting it. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, we said Villa was a was a bit of a test. This is this is a big test. No, United have had a bit of a sticky spell kind of the last couple of weeks, but I suppose they got themselves out of jail kind of late last night in Champions League, and you know, I suppose it kind of just disperses that pressure. You know, like we had kind of beforehand to to end a few results and stuff like that. And maybe it's a good thing that it takes the pressure off. You know, might good thing for us that the pressure is off. You know, that they're kind of not desperate for the win that they that they probably were last night but it's a, it's a, it's a big test especially when we're so when we're still so short in numbers you know without Colton without Richardson without Dom you're, you're just asking an awful lot that we just you know we're saying with Rondon up front I think they might, might be missing Maguire as well but we've won once at Old Trafford since 92 you know so you're Jesus, it, it, it's, a, it's a big, big ask on any day. And not to mind when you take out your two strikers and your and your captain, you know. So I, I think we'll be really up against it. Yeah, I, I think we're struggling. And I just um, I just don't know how we're going to handle Ronaldo, Chris, to be honest. Whether Yerry Mane just kicks lumps out merely. And, but even at that, I just don't think... I, I don't know who to put on him, to be honest. I'm not saying they're a one-man team. I mean, they've, they've class all over the place. But it's just... Ronaldo just scares me. They're a strange one, you know, that at the minute it's it's uh just a couple of ways to look at it really. Like as Richie said, we are we never win there once when Martinez was manager, we beat them since ninety two. So hasn't been a happy hunting ground for us at all there. Now Old Trafford's a a difficult place for us historically, but uh, you know, you can say it'll suit us because there'll be space on the counter-attack. You know, Luke Shark will be out as well. Maguire yeah. looks like he's out. So, defensively, they could be a bit vulnerable. They've, you know, they've had a couple of home defeats. And if Everton can be compact and we can be organised and get a bit of luck, there could be an opportunity on the counter there for us to, you know, get a goal or two. What worries me is defensively the goals we've been shipping we just we're still making too many individual mistakes, and against the likes of United, with the quality they have up front, you just can't give them a sniff. You know the players they have that punish you, and the fear for me is I'm kind of still a bit. <laughs> that preseason game still gives me nightmares. <laughs> to be honest with you, I don't want to repeat of that because I'm not going expecting anything, but. You know, it's a quick turnaround for them. You know, half 12 on a Saturday. They only played last night. So, it's a quick enough turnaround. And 
we see they have um they have a really really good squad you know the strength and depth they have I mean they can put Cavani in you know they've Sancho Rashford all these attacking options they get midfielder you know McTominay and Fred depends whether Pogba plays he always seems to play well against us but I think they you know they can definitely be got at if we set up well but again it's just keeping them out at the other end is going to be really hard with all the firepower they have and. I think what worries me is the options off the bench would probably do it for, you know, like against Villa, they just mm. had some attacking options off the bench to go up that gear and make that extra bit of quality that I don't think we'll have if we go behind. We don't really have a whole lot that can come on and change the game. You're relying on the 11 he puts out to really, really do the job. So it's a, yeah, look, it's, a, it's going to be a poxy game. It's going to be a tough watch. We're going to sit in and play on the counter. Hopefully, you know, we get a bit of luck, but, you know, they got beat by West Ham and Villa and they, they're still under a bit of pressure, you know, and it happened last year. They got beaten in Turkey and then we were playing them in the early kickoff at Gullison and they, two days later, they beat us comfortably 3-1. Yeah. Then they rocked up in the League Cup and they, like I said, they could have been three or four up in the first 10 minutes against us. They destroyed us, you know, so... You know, we haven't we haven't done too great against them in the last couple of years. Got a good draw in the league last year. In fairness, we we show some good signs. So we'd like to think we have a you know probably a better tactically manager than maybe we had last year in terms of having us organised and everyone being well coached and disciplined and organised. So it'll, it's going to be intriguing to see. And look, hopefully with the early kick off. It's always a kind of a quiet atmosphere with the early games, you know. Mm. It might be on it. Old Trafford to be quiet enough, you know. Early on, hopefully we can we can play on that. We can keep keep it quiet and we can grow into the game. It'll probably be like the other away games, you know. It'll have all the ball, like Leeds and Villa did the first 20, 25 minutes, and we will probably try and grow into the game. But like I said, we can't do what we done in the preseason. Give them a stupid early goal and then. We just don't have anything to change the game in our favour. You give them, them the momentum, get the crowd up. And I think it could be a tough afternoon for us then if that's the case, you know. Yeah, I think it's just going to be a case of us sitting in and just being as solid as, solid as we can, Collie, because uh, we're not going to go there and have a go, to be honest. Uh, so I just think we need, like Chris said, we need to rule out these silly little mistakes at the back. Yeah, I... I have to say, I agree with all of you in, in relation to what you just said. I think tactically, he might just tweak a little bit. I, I think he might flood the midfield um, and have Alan literally just in front of, of the, the two centre-halves. And then I watched a bit of the game against Villarreal last night and in fairness, they, they were hit. Uh, they got cut out a few times on, on, the, uh, <clears throat> on the break, Joe. You know, we have the speed there now with with Gray to to to, uh, to punish uh, to punish that and and I'll, as much as I like for Rand, I think he's a good centre half. If Rondon can give us a good 20, 30 minutes and just play and force them, because um, I don't think McGuire will be fit and I don't think Shaw will be fit. I, I don't think it's a. I don't think it's a. And I never refer to a game as a free hit, um, because I don't like that that scenario. That that just for me gives it the impression that we're going in expecting to be beaten but I don't know I just I have a little air of confidence inside me that we might just take something from the game Joe I have to say um, you know Fernandez no doubt will score a worldie against us because 
he only seems to score them against us, but he's been a bit off um, lately. I thought watching their highlights and match today, and obviously he scored the penalty last week. And uh, I don't know. I think Solskjaer is still under a bit of pressure. Um, I don't know, Joe. I, I just I have a funny feeling that we just we won't be beaten anyway. That's just the way I feel at the moment. I don't think we'd be beaten. And I think, as Chris rightly said, they played last night. They'd have recovery day today, possibly a, a, a small training session on Friday and then obviously match early Saturday morning. So there are one or two things in our favour, in my mind. Um, obviously, we've had a good week's training. Um, Benitez can obviously make them aware of, of what is needed and what needs to be done. So we wait and see, but it won't be a pretty game, that's for sure. It won't be uh it won't be one that you'll go on to a DVD at the end of the season, I would suggest. Yeah, I think that would suit us to be honest. But we just keep a horrible, stabby game and like keep it tight and then just give it just on Fernandez, I think actually reached the right as Ronaldo was coming back, I think he's actually just taken away from Fernandez because he was the main man there last year and He's just not now, and it just seems to have affected him a little bit. Don't say it, Joe. Setting it up. Fernandez first goal on Saturday. Yeah, no, he's just he's just not the same. I mean, that penalty, like last season, that was that was that that was a, a given. So I just I just think Ronaldo has has upset him a little bit, and hope yeah. hope it continues into Saturday. That's it. I mean, after after Saturday. Let, let him do whatever but you know it, it's definitely I suppose it's been pretty obvious so far that they, you know I don't know how you would word it to say that they're he hasn't hit the lights that he has that he has done whether it's due to Ronaldo or he's just having a bit of a bad spell or whatever it is mm-hmm. you know but you know I suppose Fernandez was the go-to man whereas now you know Ronaldo's popping up and he's after getting a couple of goals and the limelight has kind of shifted again you know so um, look serious player on his day so yeah. I, I don't think it's something we can take for granted. He's destroyed us, I think, since he's come to the league. You know, and I think Collie's right, maybe having someone kind of in that hole, whether it's going with four one, four one or four five one, just to get another body in top to cut out that space that he was kind of he time and time again he was picking it up and kinda of, whether it's true balls or whether it's hitting it from the edge of the box and stuff. So might be a bad call to get another body in. But again, just being short up front, having runners, having the strength to, and the, and the work rate of Richie and Dom up front to be able to hold and to bring others into play when you're trying to play in the, on, on the break will be a big loss for us. I I still think we'll struggle to be honest. Yeah. All right, we've been into predictions. Staff, Joe Rich. Um, yeah, I said we'll struggle. I think we lose three one. Three one. Chris. Yeah, three one as well for them. Yeah. Three one. Right, Carl. Come on, drag us up. Yeah, well, seeing as I'm way behind the rest of you guys in that prediction league this year, I'm going to go with the heart rather than the head, and I'm going to go for a two-all draw. We come away with a point. Two-all. I'm actually going to go for one-all as well. I, I just think, uh, I think this this will suit us. Like you said a couple of times, that um, we seem to play better on the counter attack, and that's what we're going to do. We're, like we're not going to. I said it earlier, we're not going to go there and have a go at this, and. Uh, all guns blazing, so I just think the counter attack might might suit us. So I'm just going to go one all. I think the take... lack of depth on the on the bench could 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 kill us, Joe. To be honest with you, I think the lads are yeah, spot on. I think it's, it's been like that for a while. To be honest, I mean, 
it's not rocket science. We know that outside mm. the top eleven, we, we just we just struggle big time. So another worry, Left Joe, is in a, a lot of the games we seem to be happy to let the opposition get a lot of crosses in, and you can't do that with Ronaldo. He'll eat mm. them up all day long. Mm. We we have to stop the, stop the source, you know. We have to stop the crosses from coming into the box, and you know, let's. I don't like that three at the back. Maybe he will play the just give us that five at the back to be able to cut the cut the crosses out, possibly a bit more defensive. I don't know what way he'll go, but they just have so much through the middle. Like even Fernandez, like he's he's had a long year, you know. He he went the whole way Europa League final with United, then he went to Portugal for the Euros and he's probably had two or three weeks in between and he's been back and so he he's probably feeling it a little bit as well and and you got what thirteen penalties or something last year that he scored as well. So, well, he's he's dangerous. He always does the business against us. We, but we can't be stepping off and letting him dictate. And you know, even the goal he got against us at Old Trafford last year, he got the ball on the edge of the box, and no one closed him down. You have to get tight to him. You can't give him a second. You can't let these players have that time and space. And look again, look, it's a different management team and different coaching style and. Hopefully the the work rate and the attitude seems to be different than last season. So it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. But look, these aren't the games where if we lose, it's a be all and end all. It's the Norwiches, the Burnies, the Southamptons, like Gullison, we have to be picking up points in them games, you know. This isn't the must win. If we get a draw, it would be fantastic. And I think that will keep the momentum going into the international break when you would hope coming into West Ham and Watford two home games. We'll have a full team ready to go. We'll be looking good in the table. So, you know, fingers crossed we can at least get a point out of it. And we're, we're set up really positively then for the international break, you know? Yeah, exactly. And anyway, that's good to finish on a positive note. <laughs> that often happens on this podcast. But, Certainly not with uh, Chris I'll... anyway, that's for sure. <laughs> I'm still sitting on that fence. Oh. <laughs> Splinters, Mikey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, boys. Listen, thanks very much today. We'll talk to you next week. Cheers, boys. Hey, Take care. See you, lads. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you're interested in joining the Irish Toffee Supporters Club, just send an email to memberships at irish-toffees.com or visit our website www.irish-toffees.com. Up the toffees. <laughs>